Hello, my witches and wizards. This is Madison. And this is Jordan. And you're listening to You Know What Gets Me, the podcast where two nerds sit in a pillow fort and drag the things we love. Because honestly, I got some questions. So warning. Spoilers? Duh. Unpopular opinions? Most certainly. What about fucks given? Absolutely none. Great. Now let's rip into it. I don't understand. Like, they're so intelligent till the very second the plot needs kids to be able to do something reckless. And then suddenly the adults don't care. Dumbledore never gave a shit. However. Dumbledore never gave a fuck. First of all, who takes the Philosopher's Stone and is like, wow, this is a serious artifact. It's very dangerous. And if put into the hands of the wrong person could seriously fuck us up as the wizarding community. I'm gonna put it in the basement of my school, my magical school full of a bunch of dumb fucking children who are too curious to breathe. That's where I'm gonna put this fucking stone. A thousand percent! Because some reason, apparently Hogwarts is the safest place you can be. And honestly, bullshit. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Have you been to Hogwarts for three seconds and not tried to die? Everything about Hogwarts seems so fucking dangerous. It's so ridiculous and it's so dumb and he gives them all of the fucking tools to fuck up throughout this entire circumstance. He did it on purpose. The real thing that gets me about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is that it took about, what, eight months for our three 11-year-olds to get to the Sorcerer's Stone. No, no, okay, fuck that. Fuck that. Because the trials were absolute trash. You're saying that it took them a short time to get through it throughout the year. I'm saying that it took a very short time, as in a good 10 to 15 minutes, for them to make it through all the goddamn trials. It didn't take them too long. Like, they did it in a night. They did it in a night. So, God forbid an actual wizard wants to get through it. I mean, let's look at these goddamn, these goddamn trials. Fluffy the dog, a devil snare, which you just had to relax in to get through or be able to shine some fucking sunlight on them. Flying keys and a game of goddamn chess. That's the trials? That's it? So what you have to be able to do is know that a dog likes to hear you sing, which I think might be the hardest thing in the entire trial to figure out. Know enough about magical plants to know if you relax, you'll get to the bottom, then the other side. Be able to fucking fly. That one might be tedious because you have to find the fucking thing, the fucking key. And then be able to solve a riddle. So you're telling me that every Ravenclaw in this entire school could get to that fucking stone. Every Ravenclaw could get to that fucking stone. What's the issue is that it's a bunch of fucking 11-year-olds. 11-year-olds! Now, you can make the, like, the excuse that these are exceptional children. Hermione Granger, very intelligent. Super intelligent child. I'll give you that. Harry Potter, brave. Good kid, Ron. A shithead. But good <laughs> at chess. So, like, there you go. Fine. Sure. But an 11-year-old is still a fucking 11-year-old no matter how exceptional they are. Three extremely exceptional 11-year-olds is the equivalent of one very proficient adult. One very proficient adult who's still in his first year of magic school. Yep. So you're telling me that if three 11-year-olds 
who only have gotten to their first year of magic barely can get through it, that any wizard with a brain in his fucking skull who's at least finished Hogwarts second year can get through it with fucking ease. Like, it's not even... I'm not saying, now, I'm not saying that Dumbledore took the Philosopher's Stone out of Grittix just to put it in Hogwarts to hand it over to Voldemort. However, I am saying that he gift-wrapped that bitch and put a bow on it and said, come and find me. What was the last thing? Don't want it so much that the mirror won't give it to you? What kind of bullshit is that? What the hell? (laughs) I've implanted this stone in the mirror, and if you don't want it, then you'll get to have it. That's stupid. That's stupid as fuck. (laughs) It's not that big of a fucking issue, which is so bad. And then people are like, well, wherever Dumbledore is, then the stone is safe. Which means that Dumbledore should have it in his pocket the entire fucking time. Which means that his leaving at the most inopportune moment shouldn't have mattered because that shit should have been in his pocket, on his person, at all moments. It makes no sense because Dumbledore is the only person in the wizarding world at this moment who could smack Voldemort across the face and then ask him if he wanted another one. And yet he's like, it's safe where I left it. And he just flies off to London. Me. You fucking leave? Bitch. What do you mean you... You left it. What do you what mean? Uh, did you just tell me you left it there? You left it there with a butt, like in the basement of a magical school full of nosy goddamn kids. And you can't tell me for a second that he didn't know someone was after it. Are you telling me that Dumbledore did not figure out that there was somebody after the stone? After somebody broke into Grittics already to try to find it. At, when three 11 year olds figured that out in the span of eight months, they didn't even spend the entirety of that eight months trying to find the stone. They were first at, like trying to figure out what the fuck it was. So it's telling me that minus the, the time it took to figure out what it was, which is like maybe three months, they found it in five months. I just, that, and I just have an issue with the fact that all of this shit is in the school. Like, of course, you're like, Fluffy is just. A misunderstood dog with three fucking heads. Whatever. It's an it's a dangerous animal that was in the school that was vicious and could have killed them. It would was have killed them. trained to be an attack dog. It, it might be a good dog when it's not sicked on anyone who walks through the door. But guess what it is currently? Sicked Sick. on anyone who is walks through that door. This tangling root that will squeeze the life out of you and a chessboard that and will the, kill you. And the door that led to that room was not locked sufficiently. It only took the most basic unlocking spell to unlock the door that revealed Fluffy. But what irritates me the most is the other thing. Like, the Philosopher's Stone was there. But what else was there, you may ask? The mirror that shows you what your heart desires the most. And that thing pisses me the fuck off. Because there are two people that we know exactly what they saw. Ron tells us what he sees, and Harry Potter tells us what he sees. And Ron is like, I'm the head boy. I am the captain of the Quidditch team, and damn, I look good. Which, I'm sorry, that is just like the saddest statement about Ron's life. That he is so feels so overshadowed by the people who love him the most that the best thing he can think of is just being alone and standing out. And that is the saddest shit I have heard in a long fucking time. That is fucking sad. But what's also sad is that all Harry Potter wants is his mom and his dad. And that is like... I think the basis of what any child ever wants whenever they're scared. Like, just think of any time that you've been scared or you've been sad or anxious or whatever. Your first thought is that you want your mom and you want your dad. It's just like a base sadness sort of feeling inside of you that you want your mommy or something like that. It's so sad. And you can tell that the only thing that he wants 
in his entire soul what he wants more than being harry potter the boy who lived is harry potter with a mother and a father he wants a proper life he wants a proper family people who love him and care for him unconditionally he would have happily given away that philosopher's stone if that just meant that he could actually have his mother and father back but he wouldn't take what Voldemort was offering him because even everybody knows what a fucking liar looks like but that's what he wants and he wants it book after book after book a simple life a family and people that loves him but he never fucking gets it what he gets is to go home every summer to the Dudsleys the only true family that he actually has and realize that they hate him just for being who he is and then going back to school where he hopes for some sort of like regularity and what he gets is attempt at murder every fucking time and he gets even in the place where he's supposed to be the most normal people still see him as a fucking freak it's ridiculous this poor child's life is a roller coaster of people either bullying him idolizing him, him or trying to fucking take his life and i don't understand I refuse to understand how this is okay. How everyone is just sort of like, yeah, this is fine. It's fucked up. And it's not fair to Harry Potter whatsoever. If there is any true victim in the entire Harry Potter franchise, it has to be Harry Potter himself. He may be the boy who lived, but he's the boy who suffered. He's He suffered every goddamn time he went to Hogwarts. He suffered every time he went home to the Dudley, Dursleys. Dursley's Dudley. Dudley is his cousin. Dursley's is the family name. Douchebags. His name is Dudley Dursley. I just cut me. The fuck? <laughs> his parents hate him. Oh, no. It was like, you know what? You guys ate shit even to your own kid. Assholes. I can't, I can't stand any of this. But, okay, so he gets, we get to the end of this fucking adventure, and Harry Potter is facing off of Quirrell, and he kills this man with his bare fucking hands. That child has PTSD. That kid is fucked up. He had to murder a grown-ass man with his bare hands. Now, I'm not sure, I don't remember how exactly it happened in the movie, but I know that he blacked out before he actually murdered him. No, let me tell you what happened in the fucking movie. Because in the movie, he doesn't black out. In the movie, Quirrell goes through his fucking throat, and Harry Potter is just putting his hands up to protect himself, and his hands burn Quirrell. And Quirrell's like, ow, shit. And then Harry Potter realizes what's happening and that his own hands are his only defense. And he puts his hand on Quirrell's and just keeps pressing until that man eventually crumbles to dust and he hears him just screaming and burning in absolute fucking agony. That is not something that he will ever forget. Eventually, Quirrell just turns and crumbles into dust right in front of him. The spirit of Voldemort lifts from Quirrell's body, passes through Harry Potter. He blacks out and wakes up in the fucking infirmary. Jesus fucking Christ. In the book, it's pretty. It's very similar. He attacks Harry Potter, going straight for the fucking throat. He puts his hands out to try to get him off, and he starts burning him, and Voldemort's like, no, don't let go. And so Harry Potter, trying not to die, is fending him off with his only weapon, which is the, apparently the love of his mother, and burning the shit out of that kid guy until he disintegrates. He blacks out. As the soul of Voldemort goes through him. That's so funny. And he wakes up. up in the infirmary. That's so and he's told up. by Dumbledore, he's like, oh, I pulled him off you at the last second before you die. That's so, so fucked up. First not of all, only did he murder a man, but he almost died in the process. But this is Quirrell that we're talking about. This is a man that he knows. Yep. Now, he knew. He knew him. Because he's dead. He's dead now. He, this is a man he has spent an entire year being taught by. Was he a weirdo? Yes. Yes. And then he secretly have Voldemort in the back of his head? Yes. yes. Does it make it less traumatic that you murder your teacher? 
No. No. I mean, that's not something that you'll ever forget. Those screens are not something that you'll ever unhear. That entire scene must be playing back and forth in this kid's mind as he's trying just to go to bed at night. And I'm just asking if there's some sort of magical therapist around here that he can talk to. I, I, I do not remember the movie very well, but I remember reading the book the first time and being like, that sounds fucked up. And then I remember seeing the movie and being like, that is just as fucked up as I remember imagining it. Oh, no, it was super fucked up and for absolutely no reason. This is like a kid getting attacked. That's terrifying. Oh, shit, you have murdered a man just by touching him. That's not going to cause issues. That's not something you'll ever fucking forget. No, but okay, here's what gets me. At the end of everything, we get to the fucking dining hall. This uh, the end of the year feast. The end of the year feast. And we see banners and they're Slytherin banners. And you're like, Slytherin fucking won the house cup. And what I didn't remember, because I this has been a long time since I've watched Harry Potter. What I didn't remember is how Dumbledore listed off all of the points. And Gryffindor was dead fucking last. It was Gryffindor and then Hufflepuff and then Ravenclaw and then Slytherin. And they weren't originally dead last, but they were last because they broke rules and they deserved to take to get those house points taken away from them. Exactly. So everybody, everything was set up and Dumbledore was like, Slytherin wins the house cup. And everybody was like, yeah. Sure, people were probably bitter that they didn't win the house cup, but Slytherin won the house cup fair and fair. And then Dumbledore was like, wait, hold on a second. I got some last minute points I want to add. And then he gives Hermione points for being a clever person, uh, Ron for the best chess game of the year, Neville for standing up to his friends, and Harry Potter for being fucking... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> You're just like, what? And they got so many points that they zoomed past the Hufflepuffs and the Ravenclaws to be right exactly in front of the Slytherins by like, what, one, five, ten fucking points? I don't remember, but I remember being like, that's some bullshit. By a slim margin. It was by, It was cruel. It was so slim of a margin that you knew that Dumbledore was in the back doing some fucking math. He was doing, he did this very deliberately, and it was cruel. It was a cruel thing to do to a bunch of children. As a Slytherin, you will never forget this moment. You don't forget that kind of shit just because you're on summer vacation. You're stewing that, and you are geared up to fuck up the Gryffindors. To the highest degree, that is your one mission, not to win the most points. Because obviously, that doesn't matter. Because you you won fair and square, and it was taken for you for bullshit reasons that you don't even understand. Exactly, and that's not even... Dumbledore makes Gryffindors a target, but not just the Gryffindors. Like, he lists off the names of these people, and if you're a Ravenclaw, or a Hufflepuff, or a Slytherin, and you're listening to him listing off these names, Neville, Hermione, Ron... Fucking Harry Potter, your first thought is that these are Dumbledore's favorites. And they are going to be here for, like, so long. They're going to be here to the end of the fucking world. They're going to be here with me. Yep, everybody who's at that school will have them until they graduate. The people that they're the same year as will be there the entire time. People ahead of them will graduate before them. As long as you're there, they're going to be there. And your thought has to be, these kids are going to fuck. If he can do this to the Slytherins... He's damn sure going to do this to the Hufflepuffs. If he'll do it to the Hufflepuffs and the Slytherins, he's damn sure going to do it to the fucking Ravenclaws. He's going to fuck us up every single fucking year. And as every other house, these four 
are your main enemies for the rest of your entire career here at Hogwarts. They are your targets, if not Gryffindor as a whole. The inter-house prejudices that they are sowing, the teachers themselves are sowing in between these children, is something that gets me on a day-to-day -day basis. I think about Harry Potter regularly, and every time I'm like, those kids are not friends because they were set against each other. Like, I understand that Slytherin is supposed to be, like, the main villain house. Like, there's stigma against Slytherins. Fine. Like, that's so, but that's fucked up. But the thing is that they put it that the Slytherins are the main villains, but if you're any other house that's not a Gryffindor, the Gryffindors are the villains. Jesus Christ, I'm so mad every single day when I think about how much contention they sow between individual children. Like, it doesn't even make sense. There's no reason. It's just so fucked up. And it's just like, you're just sitting there, you're minding your own business, you're happy that you won, and then you figure out you lost because somebody can play a good game of fucking chess? I play chess! I played a good fucking chess yesterday! None what of the, the other kids even know what happened! None so of them the know. Know, They're sitting there just like, so you're telling me we lost because Neville's friendship is magic bullshit, like this is my little pony, last time I checked this was school, I don't know why friendship is suddenly a 50 fucking points. So I lost the cup because- I have friends. I have friends. I have friends. Why isn't my friendship good enough? Why isn't my chess... What, a good game of chess? What the fuck? I've told my friends that they're assholes before and to cut it out. That didn't get me, 50, like, 50 points. What is this about? What is it? I've been clever. I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm a clever bitch. Like, I'm clever on a daily day basis. What did she do that was so... I have to solve a riddle to get into my fucking dorm room. How... What did she do that was so impressive that suddenly she gets a bunch of shit kind of points for that. I have questions, but I don't believe that any of those students truly knew about the danger that they were actually in. No, nope, because if they were, they would have all called their moms. Exhibition. I would like to talk about one thing. What? And that's Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. R.I.P. bless that man. R.I.P. bless that man. But like, in the first movie, now, don't get me wrong, it's been a while since I watched Harry Potter. So... I had not remembered his acting prowess until the exact moment that he put himself on screen as this draped in black goth man that he was pretending <laughs> to be. But as he was speaking, I was like, you have absolutely no right to be exuding that kind of energy. Okay, sir, you are, t you are teaching a bunch of 11 year old children. I need you to tone it down. No, stop touching your coat. Stop trying to like, Pull yourself in. Like, I know you're supposed to be this snooty asshole of a professor, but you are exuding a specific type of energy that makes women catch feels. I was like, why are you clutching your pearls like an 18th century lady? Calling <laughs> him, excuse me, bitch. Like, I guess fame isn't everything. Mind your business, motherfucker. <laughs> also, why are you walking around being an asshole? <laughs> you're, a you're an asshole. You're a dramatic bitch. You always got something to say, and you're exuding this energy so a bunch of girls who are watching this for the first time are catching some feelings because you all around are like the picture. He is just, he is picking on 11 year olds. You're and yet he's just, uh, yet he's just over there clutching his nose. <laughs> his like, Oh my gosh. He's like, do you know what uh, me? No, I'm 11. <laughs> I'm 11. I don't know shit. You don't hear me. Fucking idiot. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we're coming to an end. So, how would you, you watch the movie? How would you rate Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone movie one in this eight part series? Well, for nostalgia's sake, I want to rate it really high. But for a practical sake, I have to rate it at least a five out of a ten. 
because it was so painful just to try to fucking get through. And you get halfway through it and you're like, this is serious fuckery. Why is this happening? Why are these people doing these things? Why does no one care? My, I, that's my main thing every single time. I'm just like, Snape is the only one taking care of these children. Which is terrible. And no one likes him because he sucks. Because he's a dick. Because he's the worst. He's such a fucking dick. He's an asshole. But if you could rate the book, what you got? Okay. I, like, again, nostalgia reasons. 10 out of 10 would read again. Except I can't do that. Because it was so fucking painful just to get through the first three chapters. And I mean, it picked up after that point. But I was just reading like, what? First, why is it so hard to read this? I've read it at least 10 times. I've read this book over and over again. It was my favorite book in the series. But as like the further I get along, I'm just like, this, these are children. Children. I'm an ad- I, as I, as an adult, cannot enjoy the machinations of children almost dying. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't sit here and allow this. I can't enjoy uh, all of these children murderous attempts. What do I look like to you, Severus Snape? Exactly. So I have to rate it like a 6 out of 10. I read it for nostalgia reasons, but... Also, the language is a little hard to get through, but that's because it was written for kids and, like, the language level raised while as we grew up because we were reading it as we got older and she wrote it for us and our age group. But the first one, I'm just like, hmm, it's not that the writing's bad, but why would you phrase anything like that? Why would you phrase anything like that? Why would you do that? What's happening? I just don't understand. What is happening here? Like, I understand what you meant. I just don't know why you said it like that. Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I can't give it a higher than a 6 out of 10. Come back next time to hear us attack Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Because for some reason, there's a giant snake in the basement of a boarding school. And you know what? That really gets me. Find us on both Twitter and Instagram at YKWGMPod. You can find me on Twitter at CCCrime, that I being a one, and on Instagram at Crimson Crime, that E being a three. And you can find me at Rockus Recluse on both Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm.